Welcome everyone back to my weekly audio journal for September 18th, 2022. We're now closer to October than we were to August and it hurts my soul. Although I do love fall time. I love Halloween. I like trick-or-treating. I like Thanksgiving. I don't like all the stuff that comes after that, which is the cold, desperate days of winter here in Pennsylvania, but I'm soaking in everything that I can now. Speaking of soaking things in, soaking in sweat as we start off this week's episode with the way our weeks always start these days, the gym. I am loving going to the gym. My only regret is not doing this sooner, but I think they say the best day to plant a tree is today if you couldn't do it yesterday. So we're still on that grind. I am thinking about taking it up to every single day. Right now we're doing every other day, which seems to be pretty good for the recovery situation, but I want to do more. I love the pain that comes from it. I talked about this before. And uh, speaking of pain, I have started listening to this guy that if you need some motivation in your life to do something, you need to listen to David Goggins. That is if you're okay with lots of swearing. Like if the F word is every other word in your vocabulary, you're going to love this guy. Uh, But he's like super hardcore, like motivational dude. He came from just a a life of of poverty and uh, abuse and nothing and build himself up through mental toughness and physical toughness and all. And he talks about how those things kind of work together. So building up your brain can build up or building yourself up physically can build your brain and vice versa. Uh, so I think I'm going to get his book. I listened to him on like three different podcasts. <laughs> so it got a little intense and I don't know. I just, I was looking through the comments of, of these podcasts that he's on and everyone's like, you know, I weighed 400 pounds and I listened to Goggins and all of a sudden like this person's running every single day and has dropped 200 pounds. It's, it's crazy. So I'm going to get his book and I will report back to you uh, just to, uh, just to let you know, like how it impacted me. Cause I'm thinking the book might be a little cleaner audio wise. I was trying to listen to it with Cody and it, the, the swearing was a little too much. I mean, the guy is, he's hyped. So it's not for everybody, but if you need like that kick to get you going, he might be your dude. Uh, speaking of the gym and fitness, well, I guess we'll just start the episode off there. My weight, I talked about this last week, my weight still hasn't changed. And it sucks because I feel like I'm doing so much more now and my weight's staying the same. But there is good news. I talked about this last week as well. I wanted to track like my my BMI. I wanted to see like, am I putting on muscle? Am I losing body fat? And it turns out that I don't need to buy a product for that. Our scale actually does that. Our scale is one where if you stand on it long enough, you put your profile in, and if you stand on it long enough, it will read out all of your your data, like your your bone weight, your muscle percentage, your body fat percentage. And I'm sure it's not super accurate, but that's not what's important to me. It's important to me to see those numbers today and record those and then see what they are tomorrow and record those and see what they are. And, and going forward, I'll be able to use that as like a gauge to see if I'm going in the right direction, whether it's off by, you know, 10% or 50% or 1% doesn't really matter. What matters is seeing the progress because when you don't see the number go down on the scale, you kind of lose, you know, like you lose that spark a little bit. You're like, dang it, I'm doing all this stuff. But if you can see the body fat percentage going down and the muscle percentage going down, I don't think the bone weight... <laughs> The bone weight probably isn't going to change very much. I think that's pretty set at this point. But uh, I want to I want to see those those numbers start moving, and that's like a big motivator for me. So I'm I'm very hardcore on this. I mentioned in an episode that I did this week that it is my passion. An episode of an, another series that we do here. If you're only listening to the audio journal, that's okay. But I have uh, now two other shows on here. One of which is three questions where I answer uh, three questions from this We Connect card box. 
And the other one that I just started this week is the weekly business meeting, something that I, I kind of came up with that I thought would be fun uh, to talk shop, talk YouTube, things that I'm experiencing on there, like things that are going on in my business, I suppose, but also just general financial stuff, which was what our first episode was, whether it's smart to pay off your mortgage early or if you should invest that money was this first week's episode. And I, I think I'm really going to enjoy doing that. And I've already got a question that came up for this next week. That's a financial one. Uh, so I'm trying to find that balance between do I answer like general financial questions, something that I don't feel overly qualified to do because I'm just a guy that worked his way out of debt and now uh, took a took a turn in his life for something else. Um, so I don't I'm not like an advisor by any means, but I can offer you help if you know some people it's like this isn't something that you get uh, educated on in school. You know, this is like a lot of people are really clueless. I saw that in my last job. A lot of people and I don't mean that in a rude or insulting way. I mean that in it's a sad that we're not educated way. And maybe my business meeting podcast could help somebody. And also uh, I just like to talk YouTube stuff and like things that are working for me, what's not working, things I'm doing, uh, things I'm failing at. Speaking of failing at, the one thing I'm failing at this week, and I notice my chair is a little squeaky. I'm going to try to sit still. I move around a lot during these. I should probably do a standing desk. I could burn some calories while we, while we do these episodes. I feel like I'm failing at Lego, <laughs> which really sucks because I, I really enjoy it. But I was, I've been really going hard this week. And this, I guess, could be an episode of the Business Meeting Podcast. This is a little sneak peek, I guess. You know, I've been doing this Lego thing for a long time. I somehow, by no means of, of my own, I think it was a lot of luck and maybe just doing something different. I became successful in the Lego space. I don't have all the new sets. I don't buy the new sets. I don't have a ton of information to offer. I don't have the leaks, the, the reviews, the the halls, all that stuff. Like it's not really me. I just kind of do what I love to do. And I share that. And I think, believe it or not, I think that's actually a weakness. It's like my greatest strength and my biggest weakness, not doing all those things that I guess like the, the traditional full-time, uh, successful Lego YouTube channel does. Uh, it's, and it's because like, that's a way to generate new viewers, right? If you have a brand new set that came out today and you do a review on it or whatever, when someone searches for that set, they might find your channel and they're like, oh, this guy is pretty cool. Oh, he's got his crazy kid with him. That's that's even cooler. I think, I think I'm subscribing for that. But I don't do that. I just make things like that I want to make. And as such, I'm kind of catering very much to an audience that is already established. Like to get into that channel, you already almost have to know us, which I think is a great kind of side tangent from Greg's world because like that channel you find us and that is very personal and then you come over the Lego thing and it's just like oh this is like Greg's world only it's focused on Lego but it's hard I think for a new person one to find that channel and then two to want to commit to it because it's it's almost like too personal so it's weird that your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness but I'm kind of feeling that way over there and I don't know what I want to do to correct it I don't want to sell out. I don't want to change what I do. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think that's what I'm going to do, even if it drives itself into the ground. But a big issue that I have and why I, I'm seeing like actual contraction now, and I, I'm not surprised a lot of people, and this is why it's dangerous to make a, a, a business in a space that is catering to a particular hobby, especially one that caters to kids that are, you know, probably about Clark's age and maybe a little bit older. Those kids grow up. So the audience that you built in 2018 
by 2020, they're already on to the next thing. They've, they're, they're done with their Lego situation and they're on to playing other stuff or getting into new hobbies or maybe if they're older, they're, they're now have their first job. They've got a girlfriend, a boyfriend, they've got a, a car, you know, it's like, this is just a temporary thing for most people, this whole Lego thing. It's not a lifelong passion or pursuit. And it wasn't for me either. I would have been one of those kids. I got out of Lego at 13 and came back when I was 30 or something like that. So I don't blame them, but it's hard to build an audience of people when those that audience is, it's like a revolving door, you know, like the audience you build four years ago, they left two years ago. The audience you built two years ago, they're leaving now. And then to find new people to come in, requires a little bit of strategery from the algorithm, uh, which isn't always guaranteed. So it's, it's a tough thing. It's really tough to build and, and maintain an audience. I think building it is challenging. I think maintaining it is almost as challenging, maybe more challenging. Um, and it's, it's like, I don't know why I, I like always think about this and I'm always like focused on these things and these metrics and stuff. And I guess it's a good thing because what is uh, tracked and managed is, what is tracked is managed. I always mess that quote up. I tried using that one other time and failed at it too. But yeah, I just, it's, it's discouraging, especially when you're putting so much effort into something that, uh, that like doesn't seem to be taking off. Meanwhile, like Greg's world is just over here, just chugging. Like I could not make any videos there and it just, the algorithm just loves that channel, which I'm thankful for. But it's like the one that I'm putting so much effort into is the one that like, I, I can't seem to like, push up higher and this like totally is first world problems coming from a channel with i think 178,000 subscribers like it, uh, numbers that people would kill for even like what i'm seeing now but you're you're just like the stock market just like uh anything you always want to see those things ticking up and when you see them kind of leveling or even going down you're just like oh what am i failing at but you know it is what it is i think the best thing that I could do in this business meeting that we're having here is just stay on course, just keep doing what I do. Maybe, maybe find a way to tailor the, the titles and the thumbnails in a way that is searchable and captures a new audience. But the main thing that I need to do, this is all I need to do. I just need to get people to find us because I fully believe that once they do find us, they're going to love what they see. Like I'm very confident in that. It's just a matter of getting them there. So I need to, I need to work on doing that. And that's, that's what I'm doing going forward. Thank you for attending this week's business meeting. Everyone uh, uh, have a wonderful week. <laughs> We're not ending the podcast. That's, that's a little segment of, I guess, what you can expect on the business meeting podcast, which I'm going to be doing. It's, it's, I don't even know it's podcast. It's just the weekly business meeting, a podcast by Craig's world podcast. <laughs> Do you ever see those things? It's like brought to you by State Farm, sponsored by, you know, it's like the the long list. Never mind. I'm moving on. Let's talk about something that was really awesome this week that I am like so happy that I did that I almost didn't do. We went back to Legoland. If you guys remember about maybe 14 months ago, the very beginning of June of 2021, we went to Legoland, New York, which had just opened. And we were excited to go there because this is the closest Legoland to us. They have other ones in uh, California and Florida, New York, obviously a little bit closer to us. Uh, so we went there and it wasn't a very good experience. It was super busy and we mostly just skipped almost all the rides and a lot of the things there just because like the lines were so long and it was just like, oh, just wasn't a good experience. I did get a lot of video there of just like the things were happening, but it wasn't us experiencing the stuff because 
At the time, we weren't accustomed to waiting in long lines. Then we went to Disney and we like, okay, those lines weren't that bad. So, and that's what a lot of the feedback was like, oh, you went to amusement park and didn't expect to wait in lines. It's like, well, no, uh, our favorite amusement park is Knobles and the place the, the differences between Knobles and Legoland are massive. And here's why I love Knobles more, even, even after going to Legoland, having a great experience, which I'll talk about. Knobles has soul. The place has been there for a long time. It feels like a family park. It feels like, you know, there's like hand-painted signs. It's free admission, free parking. The food is affordable. It just feels like it has a soul. Legoland feels soulless. Legoland feels like a corporation dumped this thing here. They charge you $90 per ticket. They charge you $25 to park your car. The food is expensive. Everything there is just, I guess it's what a traditional amusement park's like, I suppose. And I have grown up and, and in my adult life have loved the non-traditional park that we're so fortunate to have so close to us. Um, but this time, Legoland won me over somehow. And that somehow was because it was at about 10% capacity. We went on a Friday in the middle of September after school's back in session on a beautiful day, but Clarkman had an in-service day, so we decided to go. And when I was talking to the, the employee there, he says, you know, in the summertime, there's oftentimes about 10,000 people there at Legoland, and sometimes it can go up to 14,000 is what they can accommodate. There was 1,000 people there that day, and he said the day before there were 600 people, which is like a double-edged sword. It's really cool because... We didn't have to wait in line for anything. In fact, some of the rides, they would come over after it's over and they're like, do you want to ride again? And I'm like, yeah, let's let's roll again. So we got to do stuff just in a, in a row and you just walk in, get on the ride and you go. And I'll tell you, it completely changed the entire park. Like all of the queues that they have, like which are like huge zigzags to just bypass those. In fact, like just going under them in most cases because they don't like have the thing where you can just skip them. You still have to go through the queue. It was incredible, like just standing in there and be able to read information on stuff and to not be stuck in line for 45 minutes to get on a ride that lasts two minutes was, it was a game changer. Beautiful day. We rode everything we wanted to ride, got some great stuff at the Lego store that they have there, of course. And it was, it was just great. But there, I said, there's, it's like a double-edged sword. And the other side of it is, it kind of feels like a ghost town a little bit. And, you know, when you go to an amusement park, you want it to be kind of busy because, like, the fun of other people and the laughing and people running around and stuff is a part of the experience, of course. Like, for, I'll give you an example of where it kind of sucked not having a lot of people there. There's this pirate ship ride where you get on and you're on both sides of the ship. And then there's two ships out there that roll around each other and you can crank this thing and spray water at other people that are in the other boat or objects around there or people that are standing along the side and they can spray down at you as well. So and that's a situation where if you have a ton of people, there's water spraying everywhere and you get super wet. In this case, like our boat, it was just like us. And then there was some people with us, but there was like nobody in the other boats. And it was just like, oh crap, this isn't nearly as fun because there's nobody here. But I mean, getting onto a roller coaster, just walking on and getting onto a roller coaster definitely outweighs the fact that I didn't get sprayed by water from someone else. So it was just a, it was an awesome experience. I loved it. I have determined though, like as much as I do love the place, I don't think we'll ever go back again. <laughs> I said this last time too, but I don't think, and I've been saying this phrase a lot lately, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze to drive. I think it's about three and a half hours for us to get to Goshen or Goshen, New York to, to go to Legoland and then to pay 
$90 each. Clark got in for free as like a buy one, get one free thing. So 180 bucks at that point, and then $25 of parking. We're into this place $200 walking in. Compare that with my favorite place, which I think I should just get on as a sponsor, Knobles. It's about an hour away. Free parking, free admission. I could we probably spend maybe forty to sixty dollars in tickets for the entire day for the entire family. And we buy as much, you know, as food as we want there, but everything's very reasonable. It's a nice shady park. They've got bigger coasters, they've got more fun stuff. There's way more rides. Uh so I kind of feel bad for these people that go to Legoland as like this amazing experience because if you if you just got to experience Knobles, you would never go to Legoland again. And the fact that it's three times closer and three times less expensive, it, it just seals the deal. We were almost, like I said, we almost didn't go to Legoland on Friday. Uh, we were going to just go to Knobles. I was like, yeah, dude, I, it's my favorite place. Uh, but they were closed. They're only open on weekends now, probably because there would only be 50 people there or something. But it was... It was a good experience. I'm glad to do it. I feel like Clark was the perfect age for it. It was the perfect weather. It was great. I got a whole bunch of video of it, and you'll be seeing a, a vlog on it sometime. It's it's going to be a while, though. I'm so backed up on Greg's World content. I still have our whole Ocean City vacation to put out to the world, and that, that's going to be a lot of editing to do. So I'm, I'm excited. But it is, it's great to put out videos that, like, not only do well when you put them out, but then like have that, that later boost when the algorithm feeds people through the recommendations and they watch, you know, one video and this one, this one, this one, and they keep going. That's, I'm not seeing that in the Lego channel back to the business meeting. So it's, 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 it's encouraging. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I just, I'm so proud of the videos when I put them out. I'm just like, Oh, this, this, this is the experience that we had. And I'm just so happy. So that's, that was Friday. Yesterday, I'm recording this Sunday morning, by the way. This is coming out this afternoon. I just, I love recording these like the first thing like this. We started hiking again. And I have to tell you, I love to hike. We do it sometimes, but not enough. But Cody found this trail. I think maybe her friend found it or her friend invited her to go to it, but they didn't get a chance to go. So we're like, hey, let's go to, uh, I think it's called Ryder Park. And they've got like four different trails there. And I downloaded this app called All Trails. And it shows like all of the trails in your area. And there's a lot. I don't know if it's just because we live in the rural Pennsylvania, but there's trails everywhere that I didn't even know about, including this place. So we went there yesterday. It's about a four and a half mile trail that we got on. It's called Cheryl's Trail. And it was just a really great walk. It was a moderate hike, I guess, is what all trails called it. And with, with like 500 feet of elevation climb, maybe. And I, I just had a blast out there. It was, again, perfect weather. The, this September weather here in Pennsylvania is the ultimate. Like, no humidity. It gets up into the 70s every day, nice and cool at nighttime. It was just beautiful. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So I did that with Cody and Clark, man. And we all went for a walk and then uh, burn off a lot of calories. Then we got Chinese food. So it kind of sabotaged that. Uh, but it was Clark, man. I blame him for it because he was talking about getting Chinese for dinner. And I was like, once that got in my mind, I was like, okay. And so I was like, I tell you what, if you can do this whole four and a half mile loop that we're going to do, you get some Chinese food. And he was up for that challenge. Although he did complain quite a bit along the way. I think, I think it must be like a, a seven year old thing. Cody was like, I used to complain a lot as a kid, but he's like, how long is this? How far are we going? And I'm just like, oh man, just, just like enjoy being here, you know? typical kids. I miss the, like, there used to be a little Clark man that would just go along with the ride for everything. 
but then they start getting a little bit older. And maybe if you're a parent, you can relate to this. They start getting older and they start obviously getting their own thoughts and ideas and, and, um, you know, perceptions on the world. And then they start, there starts to be pushback, but I'm thinking we do this now when he's seven and we get into this, this mode of hiking and get his legs built up, you know, cause you know, the kids are tired after, you know, 10 feet or whatever. Maybe this can be something that we do forever. We could do this long-term hiking is such a, like if you're looking for a hobby, that's rewarding and super inexpensive to do. It's not like spending $200 to go to Legoland. You literally just need a pair of shoes on your feet and you go out and enjoy the sights and scenery. And the scenery in this was just gorgeous. It was rolling fields. It was mountains. It was rocks. There was a, there was actually a old homesteads that existed there with information on them. There was a, a graveyard like with six tombstones in it. It was, it was just so cool. And I'm like, what, what's more rewarding than this? So I'm trying to get Clark man in the zone to, to do it. we got to toughen that little dude up, get him out there on these trails. We'll take him to one of the extreme ones. If there is an extreme one around us and see if he can do it. But man, that trail yesterday up until like the last quarter of it, you could probably ride a mountain bike on or like a, a decent off-road bike. Uh, the last bit of it got a little sketch. So you might want to like walk it down, <laughs> but man, it was, it was pretty cool. And I want to do more of that. So there's a bunch of trails around us. And I don't know if I'm going to make videos of it. I don't think it's super interesting seeing, you know, three people walking on trails. But I could probably put together a little something if I took my GoPro or something with me and recorded a little bit here and there so you guys could see the trail. Plus, I'd like to have it for me. But there's a part of me that you just want to go out and experience it. You don't have to be worried about like, oh, I need to get this shot or I need to have this running. Maybe I just put the GoPro on my chest and we just just walk the whole thing and I'll do like a hyperlapse where you could see the whole trail happen. Be pretty cool. I think typical Greg always thinking about the content creation behind, behind going out and having a family experience, but the whole Chinese thing, we did have that and I've committed now, if we get Chinese, I'm going to try something new every time. And this time I tried Kung Pao chicken and it was amazing. Oh my God. We found this new Chinese place that was recommended by uh, Cody's chiropractor, physical therapist. When she was having an issue with her back, he was like the best Chinese place is this place. I'm like, okay, let's try it. He was right. So I got Kung Pao chicken, which is, it's interesting because it has like, you get white rice with it and then it's like chicken with separate. And then it's like chicken and like this brown sauce with all kinds of cut up vegetables. And then the weird thing about it, it has like peanuts on it. And you're thinking like, well, peanuts, that's weird, right? It's, it's really good though. It adds like this really nice crunch to it. And I loved it. And I still have enough left for like, probably like a whole nother meal. And, um, I'm, I'm probably going to partake in that today. And the good news is like, I was really thinking that was going to sabotage me yesterday with my weight, but I still lost, I'm, I'm down 0.6 pounds today. So we might be like, we might be going back down and it feels good. Uh, so, so I'm hiking, I'm eating Chinese food, going to Legoland. We did eat, we didn't, we didn't eat too bad there. Oh, there's a mellow cat spotting. Hey kitty. <laughs> She's looking in. I, I have a live studio audience now. Um, we did have like these apple fries, like these fried apple fries. It was like if you were to take the funnel cake batter and put it on fry slices, they had that at Legoland. It was freaking amazing. Uh, I had that. It was definitely a big cheat. But, you know, you got to have these moments every once in a while, right? You can't just always be serious. David Goggins would definitely be upset with me, though. He'd, he'd kick me. He would swear at me six times and kick me outside and make me do 4,000 pull-ups to help him to break the world record, which he did. Um what else? So that was that was pretty much the weekend, and that takes us to today. I did do a whole bunch of watch detecting, though, which is exciting. And 
we, I don't know how I watch so many movies. It goes, I go so long without watching movies. Like oftentimes like YouTube is my number one source of entertainment. And I, I spend like so much time watching YouTube videos, TikTok, of course, which is, you know, my, my guilty pleasure. And I get, I get a lot of value from TikTok surprisingly. I know like people think it's just stupid dancing videos, but I follow various people on there that I, I think are really cool and, and inspiring. So uh, I guess the algorithm is what you make of it, right? Like they know what you like and they're going to feed you more of what you like. My newest favorite thing on TikTok, someone recommended this as one of my weekly series that I do. Like it's called the rabbit hole where we talk about whatever random YouTube or TikTok rabbit hole we go down. So I could share mine and you could share yours. Um, there's this bear that goes into this convenience store in the middle of the night and this guy's filming it. And the guy is hilarious because he's, he, he's, he has this boisterous laugh that I love. But this bear comes in the, the convenience store and he's like, ding dong, you know, as the door opens. And he comes over and he'll steal like Reese's peanut butter cups off the shelf. Like he's going through, he takes a pack of them and then he walks back out of the store. <laughs> like he's a, just a regular shopper. And it turns out this guy had like all these different videos of this bear coming into the store and like taking an item and his laugh, the, the guy's just like cracking up. It's like a contagious laughter type thing. And it's just so fun to watch. So I, I won't necessarily say that's like something inspiring that I watched, but the algorithm was like, you know what this guy likes? He likes dog videos. He's going to like this bear video too. Yeah, I, I can't pass up a chocolate lab video either or like someone rescuing animals, like any like thing that like kind of melts your heart really, really makes me happy. And uh, I guess now I'm on, I'm on like the idiots in cars side of TikTok too where people are doing crazy stuff like bad drivers, which, oh my gosh, that's perfect. I want to talk about watch tech, but I want to talk to you about this idea that I had when I was driving to Ocean City and reminded me of it when I was going to Legoland and now reminded me of it now talking about TikTok. It's weird how the this all goes back around. You know how there's crazy drivers out there, idiot drivers, right? I had this idea where every car has a camera on the front and back of it, which we're, we're kind of getting there, like a dash cam or whatever. But I want it to be linked up in a way that when someone does something crazy around you or they're speeding, they, they weave in front of you, they do some crazy nonsense that they shouldn't be doing. I think you should be able to hit a button in your car that record that keeps that recording from like the last few seconds and it tracks that person's license plate number and the footage gets sent to their insurance company. Anytime like you see somebody doing something like that, essentially you're like, you're like uh, a vigilante. So you would, you would record that information, send it to their insurance company who then would sit down, flow at progressive would sit down and look at it. And they're like, wow, that guy is not insurable. So they either raise your insurance rate or they boot you from your insurance. And I think it would be great because, you know, obviously people are looking out for cop cars and then they, they act differently around them. What if everyone was a cop car, basically? And in fact, you could even take this further and that footage could also be sent to the police as well. And then they could decide what to do with it if they want to send that person a fine in the mail or whatever. I know you'd have an issue with someone saying like, well, I wasn't driving the car, but maybe they should make a thing that says like, you have to be one of the insured people on this car. Otherwise you're accepting any faults for anyone that is driving it. But I would love that idea. Cause I drive in ocean city. I probably would have probably sent like 10 different clips in of people being idiots or driving aggressively or whatever. And if that could just go to their insurance company so they could be uh, their, their insurance rates could be reflected upon their, their crazy driving. It'd be a great penalty. And maybe you, you would start acting a little differently, right? Like if you were driving on a road that where there was nothing but police cars and you were the only non-police car, you think you'd be flying up beside them and driving in front of them and doing stuff? No, 
you wouldn't be. So let me know if anybody uh, wants to go in on that with me. We need some investors to make this a thing. Although I guess it's just a matter of manufacturers putting some type of camera on the car and then having the technology to read a license plate and then connecting that with the insurance company. I feel like it's an app. This should be an app that we make. So let's let's do that. Subscribe to my new podcast series, Greg Invents. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty happy with the series series that we have so far. We've got we've got three stable shows here. We've got the audio journal, which you're listening to. Probably the best one of the bunch. Let's just be honest, right? And then we've got the three questions series. And then we've got the weekly business meeting. I think it's I think it's a good it's it's enough. We could add more, maybe. So if you have any ideas, throw them out there. But let's talk about WatchTech. Some things changed this week. I had some fraud on my my city credit card. There was like I got a message that there was like a charge for two dollars. And then another charge for $2, which I didn't recognize. Then like a charge for like $140 from Honduras. And I'm and I'm like, yeah, that's that's not me. They, they had like immediately came up. So they did a good job at that. And they're like, did you authorize us? I'm like, nope, not in Honduras. So when I called them, they're like, did you uh, buy a Google um, Play Store gift card uh, in, um, I don't know, Hong Kong or something like that? I'm like, nope, I wasn't in Hong Kong. I wasn't in Honduras. So they shut... They shut my card down basically and it reissued me a card. So uh, all of my bills I have going through that credit card because it gives you 2% cash back on everything. Financial recommendation for you guys as a part of our business meeting here. Try to get a credit card that gives you something. They take from a lot of people. Make them give you something. My credit card is 1% when you buy something, 1% when you pay it off, which I always do. And I only use the credit card for that reason. So... I had to reset up all of my bills and things that I have coming out of there, which is a giant pain in the butt. Uh, and I did that, and it, it turns out my cell phone, I noticed that they had a plan that was unlimited for like Cody and I, and it was actually $20 cheaper than what we're paying now for the same exact thing. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So it saved me $20 having to do this, so it was worth it, I guess. Uh, but I was like, ooh, um, what if I make a move here? So I made that change, and then we have... A variety of streaming services, probably like you do. We have Disney Plus, we have HBO Max, we've got Netflix, and we have Paramount Plus. And I got Paramount Plus when I canceled my cable through Comcast. I saved $80 canceling that. And then Paramount was like $10 a month or something. But I was like, what if we were to take that $20 that we saved from the cell phone, we take the $10 from Paramount, and then I put that towards YouTube TV, which is a little expensive. It's like $65, but there's a lot of stuff that like Cody likes watching. I'm not huge into TV, but there is some things like Lego Masters. I'll watch that anytime it's on. We watch Survivor together. That's like that's like our show. And that's coming back here in like a few weeks. So I was like, all right, let's try out this YouTube TV and see what it's like. It turns out it's awesome. Like it's it's so much more user-friendly and intuitive than what Comcast was. You can do it pretty much anywhere, and the app's not clunky. It's got lots of sports. It's got everything you want. I personally like watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy because I'm now an old man, apparently, especially when Ken Jennings is the host. Blossom needs to just, she needs to go. I don't like her as a host at all. Blossom, what's her name? Malin Bleak, whatever she is. Miala Bleak, I don't know her name. She seems like she is an actress playing what she thinks a Jeopardy host would be like on Jeopardy. It seems like way over the top. Like she's just like in today's, you know, question, you know, I, I can't, I can't do an impression, but she just seems like way too uptight. Ken's like 
he's launching jokes like on the fly and just feels like so much more free. In fact, there was a dude on the other night we were watching it named Luigi and he made a joke about his nemesis Waluigi. And I'm like, dude, you're going to leave a Nintendo joke on Jeopardy like that. That wasn't in the cards. That wasn't written anywhere. That wasn't in the script. I love Ken Jennings. I also listen to his podcast too, which is called Omnibus. Uh, he's, he's a great guy, really intelligent. Um, so yeah, I, uh, spent, it's $55 a month for three months. And then I think it goes to $65. So I'm paying that to watch Jeopardy apparently, but lots of sports. It's football season. Now you get NBA, you get MLB, you get NFL, you get the whole works. I'll be testing that out today. I believe just to see how it is. And I'll report back to you. And like, there's no contracts. There's no nothing. You can cancel anytime. <laughs> Thank you for sponsoring me, Google. Uh, so, but the only thing I will complain about with this whole Google YouTube TV thing. I also have YouTube premium because I hate ads on YouTube. So I have YouTube premium family plan. I also use the YouTube music app, which has enabled me to listen to any, pretty much any song that I want in the world with, with no fees or anything like that. No ads anywhere. I love it. I wish they would do something where they combine the two. Cause I think the YouTube TV is like 65 or will be. Then the YouTube family premium thing is 18. I wish they would just like make it like 70 or 75 for the whole kit and caboodle. You get the whole deal. That'd be nice to, to combine those two services. Um, but you know, I, it's a lot of money to throw back to YouTube, but it's like, look what they've given me. They've given me my entire life. It's, it's the least I can do. Uh, so I, uh, that's, that's what I pay for. And I'll, I'll let you know how I like YouTube TV so far, like using it on as like an app and using it on our TV. Like you go on the TV, you just click on the YouTube TV app and it's just like having Comcast or Xfinity or whatever. Comcast, apparently their customer service is so bad that they just wanted to drop the name, made themselves Xfinity without actually changing anything else. So yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my review of that, I suppose. So far, so good. I like it. We've had it for a few days. I haven't used it much though. Uh, next thing though, we were talking about watch attack. It's still in the same topic. I actually watched some movies this week. First one being Thor love and thunder, which became available on Disney plus, which again, got me thinking about what a great value Disney plus is. I looked at like Apple iTunes and Thor love and thunder is $20 to rent, I think, or to own or whatever pay like $8 a month for Disney plus. And we got to watch that movie as the three of us, where if we went to the movie theater, just walking in the door for three people to get a ticket, it's probably over $30 now, probably like $36. And you have nothing to show for it when you're done other than the enjoyment or, or uh, misery that you had while you watched it, I suppose. Uh, so I was just like $8, watch it at our own home. No previews, pause it. If you want to, you can eat all your own snacks and stuff like that. Lovely. So uh, we watched Thor love and thunder. I really liked it. I thought it was, I, I love Thor. I love the humor from it. Guardians is my favorite Marvel uh, property, I guess, because I love the love the music and I love the light humor of it. And the characters are great. And they're kind of in this a little bit. This is going to be a little spoilerific, I think. Uh, so you might want to fast forward is, or skip ahead, I guess. We're, we're not on tape anymore. We You might want to skip ahead just a little bit here because I'm going to talk about one topic from this movie that made me not like it so much. Are you gone? Okay, it was it was the cancer thing with Natalie Portman. That I like the principle of it, where she was, you know, she was using the, the Thor, you know, axe and the the get up to be uh, more powerful than she was, and like keeping her alive, but or actually killing her. But I didn't think the cancer thing was a good move. Like I feel like that hits a little too close to home for me. 
especially, and probably for a lot of other people. And to see someone dying of cancer in a movie that's supposed to be about, you know, fighting people and, uh, you know, having a good time and stuff. And there's, there is like a lot of humor and comedy in it. I just, I didn't like that, that route. Then the, the whole God killer thing, I could see how that could be something that offends people too. I thought that was a cool arc. I had no idea though, that that was Christian Bale, that he was so good. He's such a good actor. I, I, I loved Gore and you know, the character. And at the end of it, I saw it said Christian Bale. I'm like, that was Christian Bale? Oh my God, I had no idea. So he did a great job and it's a Thor movie. I loved, I liked every Thor movie except for The Dark World. I didn't even make it through that one. That was probably my least favorite Marvel movie. But Thor is fun and this one was fun too, especially when he was up in front of Zeus and I'll leave that to your imagination. But if you have Disney Plus, go watch it. It's it's worth a watch. Just kind of, if you overlook the cancer thing and they just really, they drag it on too. They're like, oh, you know, she's sitting there getting chemo and then they like point up to the thing and then they, they announce it. And I'm just like, oh God, not, not cancer. Okay. Are you back now? <laughs> so hopefully you didn't come back before this if you left, but that uh, was my thoughts on Thor, Love and Thunder. Other things that we watched this week, I got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles triple pack from iTunes. It was on sale for $10. And I was like, Clark is going to love these movies. And spoiler alert, he did. Uh, we watched the first Turtles. My favorite, I think, might be the second one, although it gets a little little cringy. I've never seen the third one. So it's, we, we still have to get through that. Uh, but I downloaded it or bought it for $10. Each of the movies individually is $15, so I felt like $10 for these three movies. Great purchase. And uh, yeah, it's just some just some old school ninja fun. Uh, there, There's this moment that happens in the first Turtles that just, it cracks me up, and it got Clark Van too. When they're eating pizza, and the pizza falls on Splinter's head, and they, they have this sound effect. It's just out, of, out of this world. It's like, it just, oh my God, it's just something. But uh, Turtles, so much fun. It's such a huge part of my childhood. To see Clark Man playing the Turtles Calabunga collection on Nintendo Switch, and we're watching Turtles from like 1990, it just feels like it feels like I'm reliving my childhood, and Clark's living that too. He's into Power Rangers. He's like living my life. He's living the life I wish I would have had, honestly. That kid, is he's got it made. But uh, I'm happy as a dad to be able to do all this stuff with him and to, to uh, relive it myself. You know, you're never too old to be a kid. Uh, so that that was another thing we watched. I also watched a movie on HBO Max. It was uh, the night before last night. Uh, as I was going to bed, I was like, oh, let's just get on here and see. Because I, I haven't really done much on there. And I'm really, really contemplating what other things I could cancel. But HBO Max has House of Dragon, which we're going to like, we're going to binge that once they have more episodes out. Probably when Clark's in school during the day. Um, but I ended up watching the movie Adaptation starring Nicolas Cage. And if you haven't watched this movie, it's really an interesting film about a screenwriter who was in the process of adapting a book into a movie, but the movie you're watching is the movie that he's making and he writes himself into it. And then he, like, he's typing things you've seen. It's, it's really like, it's almost like Inception type levels of, uh, like you're in the metaverse essentially here, not Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. You're just, it gets really meta, I guess. Uh, so if you get a chance to watch it, it leaves HBO max on September 30th. It's called adaptation from 2002 starring Nicolas Cage and Meryl Streep. It's a fun movie. Speaking of fun movies, the last thing that I started watching, but didn't yet finish is a movie called Last Night in Soho. Uh, I remember seeing the preview for this when me and my buddy went to see, I think it was the movie Old, which is also on HBO Max, I believe. That's a 
It's a crazy one. That's an M Night Shyamalan movie. You should watch that. That one's that one's trippy. Uh, this one is equally kind of trippy. It's about this girl who lives in the countryside in England, and she wants to be a fashion designer. So she gets accepted into being a a student at a school in London. She goes there. Well, I should say this girl knows a lot or is interested in 1960s fashion and music and stuff. And there's this one thing that happens before she leaves for school where she looks in the mirror and sees this other person that's not her. You come to find out that her mother uh, apparently killed herself from suicide, was mentally unfit. And she goes to school, has a really rough go at it at her dorm room. Like the girls that are there are really mean to her. So she gets this other uh, apartment that's above like a, a restaurant or whatever in like the center of London. And one night when she goes to sleep, she like wakes up and she's apparently dreaming. So, but she walks downstairs and she goes outside and it's like 1960s London hustle bustle. There's this, this, um, I guess like a nightclub across the street and she goes in there and when she looks in the mirror, it's this girl that it's her, but like has blonde hair and is all dressed up really nice. And she's in like her night clothes, but then she meets this guy and has like this amazing night. But then she like wakes up the next morning in her bed and like it's the first day of school and it's like it was obviously a dream but when she goes to the school the girls make fun of her because she has a hickey on her neck so it's like this thing happened in this dream world but it actually was like it did it happen or did it not happen so the next night where i'm at in the movie is she is uh she's going to sleep again so she can relive this experience again so it's pretty pretty wild and i'm excited to see how it plays out might be a stink bomb so don't watch it yet if you're on the fence but that's last night in soho but that's, uh, I think, it uh, of, of everything that happened this week. A little bit of a longer episode here. Uh, but I did, did some uh, physical stuff. Got to watch some movies, too. Started a new series here. Got to do a business meeting in this episode. I'm curious to see what you guys think about all the things I have to say. I'd love to hear about, like, I know the movie thing. I've In my experience, this is uh, we'll, we'll see if this happens. Because it might have already happened. Whenever I talk about movie stuff... That seems to be the most popular thing that people comment on. And we're actually going to do a business meeting on comments. I'd love to hear comments on just about anything. I'd love to read them. I'll try to reply to them whenever I can. If you have anything that you would like to add to this episode or any advice, recommendations, anything like that, you can throw it out there. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which you can do, you can leave a review. I saw Julian left us a review the other day, which I appreciate. We have like a five-star rating on there with like 200 and some reviews, which is amazing. And uh, we've got a couple hundred people listening to this every single week out there. And almost a thousand people listened to the last episode on the uh, on the YouTubes, which is pretty darn cool, man. What, who would have thought? Just a guy talking about his life, making making podcast episodes and making a whole channel off of it. It's, it's pretty darn cool. I like doing this. And I... I appreciate you being here. So on that, we'll see you guys uh, this week for some more episodes of various shows. Or if you come back next week on Sunday, we'll have another weekly audio journal episode. Hope you have a great week. Make it the best one. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.